0: You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps, I' delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. Many, many years ago, I got a phone call from a client one Monday morning, somebody I hadn't heard from for quite a while. Somebody who is flying along, achieving his goals and objectives effortlessly, as one does when one is in a clear and focused state of mind in the present moment, as we've talked about for weeks on end at this stage. I saw his number coming up on my phone and I wondered why he wanted to talk to me. And of course, when I answered the phone, I discovered, he said, I need to talk to you, he said, because I have had a sleepless night, could not get a wink of sleep, tossing and turning. I said, what was wrong? He said, I was worried sick all night. I said, what are you worried about? He said, I'm worried that I have nothing to worry about. Yeah, it's a true story. Very often, in the depths of the night when we wake up and our minds are clear, that clarity, that void, that vacuum is filled, as the normal mind normally fills vacuums and voids, with nonsense, some of the 70,000 thoughts that whiz through our head throughout our waking day. Our minds are designed to fill those voids with nonsense. Research from Stanford University in the 1970s showed that if you were left alone in a room with no distractions, within 12 to 13 hours, your mind, your own mind, would have driven you demented. As you will know from previous conversations, our minds are designed to select negative thoughts from the 70,000 thoughts that I mentioned a moment ago because you learn more from being negative you learn more from losing you further enhance your ability for survival by being on your toes all the time and that is why and there's a very good evolutionary reason for it obviously because it helped us survive that's why the modern brain actually gets in our own way we trip ourselves up with our own thoughts and therefore In this episode, I want to talk about what those thoughts actually create in our own head and how those thoughts lead us down alleyways that confirm to us that we can't change our lives. If you are worried, if you are anxious, if you're frustrated, if you're annoyed, if you're angry, if you're stressed, if you feel that you were stuck, which is quite a common feeling, by the way. All of the things that I have just mentioned are because you think it so. So as I said to my friend, if you think you're worried, you are worried. You're right to ring me. It was nonsensical worry, but then again, all worry is nonsensical. When you consider that when we worry, we pour our mental energy into what we don't want to happen. Only a lunatic would do that kind of thing, particularly when you and I know that we have the choice to pour our mental energy into what we really do want to happen. And that in pouring our mental energy in that direction, we don't just greatly enhance the chances of it actually happening. If we do it in the right way, we cannot but succeed. So, if you feel you're stuck It comes from thought, and you are stuck. It's amazing the number of people with whom I talk who say they actually do fit into this category of feeling stuck, and as a result of that, they procrastinate, or at least they think they do. They can't make decisions or choices, or at least they think they can't make choices or decisions. You see, everything comes from thought. If you're thinking the normal, automatic way, you are always going to trip yourself up, and you're always going to de- go down the rabbit hole of annoyance, being stuck, frustration, procrastination, etc., 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 that all trigger the stress response. Why? Because we see threats. They're, they're minor threats, they're not like the threats that we were designed to avoid, like man or woman eating tigers. But every time, we get annoyed with ourselves. We're actually triggering the stress response. It's only a minor drip, drip, drip of stress response that comes into the system, the cortisol that is dripped into the system, one little drip at a time. But you see, then we get frustrated with ourselves and we magnify the stress response. And this goes on and on and on, day in, day out. And it's interesting that the World Health Organization does not say that major stress will kill you. The World Health Organization says that we're killing ourselves daily, little by little, death by a thousand thoughts or death by 70,000 thoughts. Little cuts into our armor, little cuts that drip, drip, drip cortisol into our system and little by little produce more bad cholesterol. Little by little increase our heart rate, little by little increase our blood pressure. Little by little, diminish the efficiency of our digestive system and our immune system. Little by little, shorten our lives. That's what happens as a result of you thinking your way into being annoyed or frustrated or stuck. Let's come to the stuck one. It's one that is a particular issue for most people in life. Now the interesting thing is that if you take Harvard's research from the 1960s and 70s at face value, it would be true to say that 96% of people are stuck and they don't know it. Imagine being trapped and not realizing that you're trapped in a world that only exists in your own head. 96% of people are not in charge of their own state of mind. 96% of people are operating on automatic pilot. And we know from previous conversations that when we're operating on automatic pilot, our day from one day to the next largely resembles the previous day. We live in our own personal groundhog day. And what we don't realize is that it is a groundhog day entirely of our own creation, whereby we continue continually reaffirm to ourselves that we need day-to-day live down to our expectations and that we cannot change our lives. In fact, we have under our belt as normal crazy people a whole body of evidence that confirms to us that we tried to change our lives and ended up back at square one simply by virtue of the fact that we were on automatic pilot. About four percent of people are in charge of their own state of mind. Now, I've been doing this since 1996, and I reckon Harvard's research from the 60s and 70s overstates the number of people who are in charge of their own state of mind. In my experience, I could count people who, when I met them for the first time, had their head properly screwed on. I could count them on the hands of one finger. Or no, actually, the other way around. I could count them on the fingers of one hand. Well, it's, well, there's focus for you, isn't it? Anyway, sorry, that's a slight digression. Uh, I, I reckon it's more like 1% of people who, without having taken some deliberate steps to be in charge of their own state of mind. It's only very few people who are naturally in the zone. And maybe it's because they were brought up by people who are naturally in the zone as well, given that we learn how to use our minds and what our minds will do for us and to us during the formative years of our lives. Anyway, it doesn't matter whether it's one percent or four percent. What matters is that if you think you're stuck, at least you've realized it. I said this to somebody recently who told me that at 56 years of age, he couldn't make up his mind in relation to anything. And he was literally nailed to the spot. He couldn't move forward. He couldn't move backward, He couldn't move sideways. He was simply stuck. And as I said to him, at least you have a major advantage over most people on the face of this earth. You know you're stuck. Imagine, as I said a moment ago, being stuck and not knowing it. So here we are on this podcast, and now you know, first of all, that if you feel stuck, you've actually recognized that. You are aware of it. And in becoming aware of it, you are aware of the opportunity to unstick yourself. Okay, you might feel stuck, and as a result of feeling stuck or thinking that you're stuck, you are stuck. But what you have realized is that it has come from how your state of mind is. The awareness that you are stuck is the door through which you can walk to literally, in the twinkling of an eye, unstick yourself. As we said a minute ago, if you're annoyed it's because of the thoughts you're thinking. If you are frustrated it is because of the thoughts that you're thinking. If you are stuck it is because of the thoughts that you're thinking. If you're stressed, it's because of the thoughts that you're thinking. Do you notice a trend here? Everything is as a result of what is going on in your own head. So you better, in order to live your life to the full and live the kind of life you would like to live to the full, you better take charge of what's going on between your own two ears and not manage your thoughts, but develop your ability to not give your valuable attention your valuable limited ability to pay attention to the thoughts that lead you to being stuck or frustrated or annoyed or all those bad things that actually in reality don't exist. They only exist as a result of you thinking it so. As I said a minute ago, what we need to do is ensure not that we change our thoughts or not even change how we think, it's actually simpler than that. It's all about the flow of our own energy. Now, flow is a word that is used in a very particular way by the universities in places like Milan and Chicago, who've explored and researched the state of mind described by all the people involved in that research as a state of mind where my life is simply flowing where things happen for me, where time is transformed. On some occasions when I'm deeply immersed in what I'm doing, time flies because I'm having fun. In some cases where I am so relaxed and happy like a long sunny summer holiday day, time almost stands still, again because I am in the zone. In other words, the old expression that time flies when you're having fun is only half the truth. But the research from universities of Milan and Chicago prove that when you're in flow, you have a completely different perspective of time than you do when you're not in flow. Now, we all know when we're bored how time drags. We all know that if we're in a job we hate we can't wait till five o'clock in the evening and five o'clock seems to never come we all know that when we're frustrated with our everyday lives and we're looking forward to our holidays the wait takes an eternity we also all know that when we're on two weeks holidays those two weeks fly in other words time is how you think it too so it's not just annoyance or frustration or anger or worry or stress. It's your very understanding of the flow of your daily life, the very understanding of time that is all down to how you're using your mind. So, as I said a minute ago, it's about time you took control of your own state of mind. And as I said a minute ago as well, this isn't about changing your thoughts. It isn't about, for example, having positive thoughts instead of negative thoughts. That that. That's just stupid because you end up having a fight with yourself and God knows there's enough noise in the normal adult mind without you adding to it yourself. So what you need to do is you need to redirect the flow of your attention, redirect the flow of your energy. If you're worried, you're directing the flow of both your attention and vital energy into what you don't want to happen. Only a fool would do that. If you're annoyed, you're diverting the flow of your attention and energy back in on yourself and multiplying the feeling of annoyance so you eventually get to that stress response which will slowly kill you. If On the other hand, instead of directing the flow of your attention inward to your own thoughts that create these negative so-called emotions that get in our way, instead if you direct the flow of your attention and energy out into the big wonderful world of which you are an integral part, then your energy flows out into the universe and the big energy exchange that the universe is sends you back stuff in return. Let me explain. The energy of the universe is like a mill pond. If I'm one of the 96% of people who's not in control of their own state of mind, what that means in practice is that almost all of my energy and attention is diverted back into the whirlpool of nonsense in my own head. So that when it comes to me being in the real world, I invest almost none of my energy in the here and now. Again, there's a load of research on this, and the latest research would suggest that a normal person only invests 1% of their energy in the present moment in the here and now. Or let me put it another way, the normal person never turns up properly to their own life because your life is lived in the here and now. I turn up to the here and now as a normal crazy person and I drop my one percent of energy into the mill pond of universal energy what kind of ripple effect do you think that would produce how will universal energy respond to my paltry couldn't care less to turn up to my own life attempt at living my life I get nothing in return because I've invested nothing and that is why from the perspective of universal energy, that is why I get nothing in return. That is why when I try to change my life, nothing happens because I haven't really bothered trying. It's appalling. It's horrible, people don't understand this. They don't realize it, but you do. And now that you do, you have a choice to make. And as I've said in previous podcast episodes, this is a really simple choice. It's a yes or no choice. It isn't a multiple choice question. You only have two alternatives. One, stay dead, stay frustrated, stay annoyed, stay worried, stay stressed, die without ever living. That's choice number one, or number two, Pour more than 1% of your energy into the mill pond of universal energy and begin to experience the ripple effect. I know it's an analogy. It's an analogy that beautifully sums up what quantum physics says about how we live in an energetic universe that responds to how much we put into the, what I described a minute ago as an energy exchange machine. Imagine you could put 2% in instead of 1%. Now, the interesting thing is people have always said to me, but 2% is still almost nothing. But 2% is 100% more than 1%. So now you've started to take little baby steps forward. And as we know, it's the little baby steps that lead to giant leaps in our lives. I often talk to clients that I've been talking to maybe for weeks, months, or years, and I would ask them, How do they see themselves now versus how they felt before they started the journey? And an awful lot of them will say, well, I'm not sure how far I've moved. And then they begin to reflect on who they thought they were and who they have subsequently discovered themselves to be as a result of letting their inner selves out through being more present in the here and now, through investing more than 1% of their energy in the here and now. And they realize that actually, they have taken giant leaps. It's just that the little baby steps crept up on them. How far removed are you from when you first started either listening to this podcast, or perhaps joining me on Facebook Live on a Tuesday afternoon, or reading some of the stuff that I've written, or or indeed other people have written in relation to this, or watching my Thursday videos, or looking at me on YouTube, or perhaps you're an online program owner, in which case you have indeed taken some giant leaps forward. We take these leaps forward one little step at a time and you know even the smallest of steps is a giant leap because with every little step you take you're leaving behind the normal mind and the way in which it operates on automatic pilot. You're gradually flexing your mental muscles to the point where your mental muscles become attuned to operating in a completely different way so that you end up being in flow. You end up being in flow effortlessly. It's a word I love. It's a word I Use very often. It is a word that is confirmed by modern neuroscience that when we're present, when we're just doing what we need to do to get to where we know we want to go, we just do it effortlessly and it feels like things just happen for us and it feels like opportunities fall into our lap. Of course, none of that just happens. None of these things happen by chance. They all happen because I've invested more than 1% of my energy in my own life. How do I invest more than 1% of energy in my own life? I direct my attention, and I direct the flow of my energy to what is actually going on in the here and now. In doing so, I starve my own thoughts, the rabbit holes that my thoughts would normally take me down. I starve my own thoughts of attention, And a thought without my attention is a nothing. The realities that we create for ourselves of annoyance and frustration and stress and all that bad stuff, they're only realities because I give attention to the thoughts that create them. But if I give my attention to something else, if I direct my flow outwards rather than let it spiral downwards inwards, when I do that, when I starve my own toxic thoughts of my attention, my thoughts are not. That's the end of that sentence, full stop. My thoughts are not, they're nothings. And therefore, you know, people talk about, oh, the baggage of my childhood. and I am what? I am because of my parents or because this, that or the other happened to me when I was young and impressionable. And, you know, that's true if you're going to live from the person who you think you are, from your own thoughts, what psychology calls your conceptual self. You're stuck in that time and place. You're frozen in the moment of your formative years. And that is not anyone else's fault except your own. You know, when I hear people blaming their parents, for example, for the way they are, what an abdication of responsibility. They deserve to be slapped across the face and kicked up the backside. And indeed, I'm often very good at slapping clients across the face and kicking them up the, ba- the backside, figuratively speaking, of course. And then some people will say to me, well, I need to go back into my childhood to figure out why I am how I am. No, you don't, because those thoughts, are nothings when you don't give them your attention anymore. We change our lives when we change the flow of our attention from inwards to outwards into the universe of which we are an integral part. I've used that phrase a couple of times. This universe wouldn't exist without you. That's how important you are to this universe. You are the most important person in your own life. And you'll only ever realize that when you start directing the flow of your attention outwards into the universe. This is an interesting point. I was talking to a client a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about how she is the most important person in her own life, and she said it to her husband, and he said, this program you're on is awfully self-centered, awfully selfish. She said, no, it's the exact opposite. I realize who I am. I become who I really am. I allow what is inside out when I direct my energy out into the universe of which I am an integral part, of which you are an integral part. It's amazing the number of clients and online program owners who over the years have said to me, oh, I noticed changes in my life. One guy actually said to me, I noticed changes in my life in 10 days. Just the first 10 days of owning the online program. But actually, what he said afterwards was even a greater insight into how this affects everybody. He said, I noticed a change in my life within 10 days, as did those around me. I start giving of myself out into the universe. You see, you can't give of yourself out into the universe if you've directed your energy and your attention to your inner thoughts. Because what you are doing is starving your ability to invest in the outside universe that will give you so much in return. And you go in further and further on yourself because those thoughts make you think that you are not the most important person in your own life. Those thoughts make you think that you are a flawed individual in need of some kind of approval from other people, or indeed, as many organized religions would have it, in need of redemption. No, you're an integral part of the universe. And I'll say it again, and quantum physics confirms this, the universe wouldn't exist without you. Isn't it time that you started playing your part? In the universe. That you started investing your energy in the flow of the universe out there so that you step up to the edge of the millpond of universal energy. Actually, it's not a great analogy, is it? Because you're part of the millpond of universal energy, but, but, but bear with me because we talked about a millpond earlier on. And you throw yourself into it. It's not one percent anymore. You dive into it. You cause a splash and other people get wet as a result and you start flowing in the flow of universal energy and the waves lap out away from the splash you've created, bounce back off the other side of the mill pond and come back to you in a multitude. Cast your bread upon the waters, I think it was the Bible said, and you'll get it back tenfold. That's actually what I'm talking about. That's what the Bible was talking about 2,000 years ago. We're talking about what modern quantum physics confirms as us living in a universal energy exchange. You get out what you put in. If you're using your mind normally, you're putting nothing in, you're getting nothing out, surprise, surprise. Once you start developing your ability to pay attention outwards into the universe, into the moment here and now where universal energy is flowing, where your life is happening, in this here and now, once you start doing that, everything begins to flow for you. How do you do that? you retrain your mind. You see, you're not learning something new here. We all have the innate ability to be present and focused and mindful. We were all present and focused and mindful when we were young, when we were very young, when we were two or three or four years old. So we're not learning something new. We're going back to our original state of mind. We're going back to our true nature. We do that by paying attention to what we're seeing, feeling, hearing, smelling and tasting in the here and now. We do it in effect through, as I said earlier on, training those mental muscles that have got a little bit flabby since we were 12 or 13. Training those mental muscles to see, feel, hear, smell and taste where we are, untainted, detoxified, unpolluted by the thoughts in our own head this is the power of meditation meditation which enables us come to our senses you've been listening to To Succeed Just Let Go to get involved join me in my Facebook group strangely enough called To Succeed Just Let Go and for more information visit www. Willie Dash portal.